0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, praise God, man. I'm so excited to be able to be with you tonight. Amen. I know we've been via the internet for a little bit. We, we sure do miss seeing you guys and just hugging your neck and spending time, but soon and very soon, we'll be coming to the house of the Lord. Amen. I promise you, soon and very soon, we'll be in the house. We'll be together. Miss you guys. Got a chance to see uh, some people at our outreach last week. It was just so good to see the people. And of course, you know, we love you. We're praying for you. And I just want to let you know that if um, you need us, Contact the ministry. That's one of the things I was really thinking about. i seen some of the, um, some of the people from the church for our food pantry giveaway. And uh, one of the things I, I really know that connection is so important. So if you need prayer or you want prayer or you need to connect, call the church Call us, they'll answer the phone. If not, they'll get back to you. Amen. And if you just want to check in, let us know you're doing okay. We'd love to hear from you. We miss you guys. We're praying for you. The prayer team prays every single day for you, your family, your extended family. We're carrying the partners and the relevant church family close to our heart, and we are covering you in prayer. And I'm going to tell you what, in times like this, I know... I know the best is yet to come, but I want you to remember something, that in times like this, prayer is one of the most powerful things we could do, because the Bible says that that is our time and our chance to connect with God so God can connect with you. So take some time, amen? Well, praise the Lord. How many of you are ready to give? Man, I sure do appreciate your guys' faithfulness to give, um, to continue your giving, even from an extended um, place. I want you to know we've got some great ways for you to give, but I want you to look at me with me first at John chapter six. You know, John chapter six in verse one. I really felt like the Lord has really laid this upon my heart to talk to you about miracle provision, miracle provision. Okay, Jesus said this, and He said these things. Jesus went over the Sea of Gal- Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed Him because they saw the miracles He did on the diseased. How many of you know, praise be to God, Jesus is still doing miracles on diseases. Hallelujah. He got the corona on the run. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus is greater than any other name. Jesus went into the mountain, and there he sat with the disciples, and the Passover feast of the Jews was nigh. And when Jesus lifted up his eyes, he saw a great multitude of company coming to him. And he said, Philip, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? And he said this to prove them, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered and said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, every one of them to have, I'll even a little bit. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad here. He has five barley loaves, two small fish. What are they among so many? And Jesus makes these words, and they sound so true, because they are. He said this. He said, make the men sit down in this grassy place. And they sat down in the number of 5,000. Verse 11 is powerful. Jesus took the loaves, and when he gave thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples of them that were there, and likewise, the fish as much as they would. And he filled 12 garment bags. What happened was God did a miracle provision. Now, this is what I want to talk to you about this season we're in. Jesus had already produced the miracle of sickness and disease. He did it. That's why they were following him. But he gets ready to show them the miracle of God's provision. And I want you to know that God in the midst of what we're walking through is going to show you the miracle in his divine provision. That he's not going to leave you forsaken. he I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Here's what I put. The miracle of provision is in the breaking of the bread and in the sowing. And one of the things you see is this. A lot of times in life, people... In times like this, they want to you see it in a store they want to take it and hoard it they want they want to take hold and hoard they because they because they, it takes trust to daily provide and that's what God is trying to teach us He will daily provide for you amen the children of Israel found this out with manna manna came every day when they tried to keep the manna from day one for the next day it got worm rotten and it was no good because why? god's daily provision in the seasons of pressure will provide he's going to take care of it now here's a big one you ready for this one this is good it's not hold and hoard it's break and sow. you have enough to get what you need even though what you have doesn't look like it's enough there's a miracle in the breaking and there's a miracle with the provision when you use what god has given you What is that among so many? They couldn't see it. Jesus said, if you take what you have and you bless it, you enforce the blessing that he gave. Now, Jesus went on a cross to give you the blessing. When you enforce the blessing in the earth, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. The blessing brings the prosperity. It's a revelation of position in the earth with the blessing. Your seed is just the vehicle you use to enforce your opportunity of divine provision, amen? So I want you to know something. He didn't forget you, amen? So we gave you a lot of great ways to sow. Hopefully by now you're getting into it. I'm gonna show them to you again. Here we go, amen? I'm getting good at my Telestrator, hallelujah, amen? (laughs) I'm getting better at this thing. I know which side is which now. Cash app is here. Now you're giving me a wide shot now. You guys are playing with me. Cash app is, wait, cash app is here and online giving's over there. Text to give is right here and email is over here. So here we go, ready? Cash app, okay, you ready for the cash app? Cash app's right here. How do you do cash app? Well, here's what you do. Dollar sign relevant FL. Please put your full name and gift Type in the notes, amen? Praise the Lord. Here we go, online giving. Does everybody know which way it is? Online giving's not here, it's over here. Glory to God. Where's text to give? I know where text to give is, it's over here. Stop making fun of me, I know it's here. I know right is left and left is right. It's the reverse. So if I, whoa, messed y'all up. Cross-handed blessing, right? So okay, so if you go like this, cash app. Online giving's here. So what do I do? Relevant F. L.org slash giving. Go there. You know how to give there. Here's a great way to you. Text to give right there. How do you text to give? By now, if you haven't learned how to do it, don't worry about learning. It's not that hard. 386-968-1103. Text your dollar amount right in there. 386-968-1103. And then if you go, okay, I don't want to do any of this thing, mail it in. It's right here. Where do I mail it to? 920 Bevel Road, amen, Daytona Beach, Florida. And I'm gonna tell you guys something. You guys have been so faithful in your giving, it blesses my heart, amen? Because guys, there's a reality to this thing. Yes, everything has to still keep operating even though we're in this midst of this just season of unknown, but I promise you this, as we're faithful with our seed, I'm I'm faithful with my seed. You know, I, I even think of this sometimes like too. I make sure my seed's in the house. Amen. Why? Because I know my prosperity is connected to my giving. Amen. And I even I even challenge myself. I up my giving because I know, like, man, I don't know what to do in the middle of this thing. So what do you do? You give because you know he that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, he that shows bountifully shall reap bountifully. And here's a little secret. I'm gonna share this on Sunday. Man, I'm gonna tell you something right here now. This is when you break the devil's neck with money. Listen to me, I'm going to tell you something right here now. Because there is so much pressure to hold and hoard that you want to stick your loaf under the bed and hide it. But I promise you, in this season, if you will break out and give, you can get a financial breakthrough. And this is the key. When did the miracle of provision stop? When Jesus stopped breaking it. As long as you keep breaking it, It'll keep reproducing over and over. The minute you stop the breaking process, it's over. Amen? So don't stop giving. Glory to God. It's the key. Let's pray over your seed. Father, we just thank you right now for the people sowing. We believe there's supernatural increase coming their way. We know it. We expect it. And we expect money to come from the north, south, East and West, money is going to track you down. Miracle money is on the way. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen and amen and amen. Praise God forevermore. We're going to get right in our series. Glory to God. Pass the buckets. <laughs> That's funny, right? <laughs> There's no bucket passing this week. Glory to God. But we might be getting, hopefully we get together soon. I'm going to have some updates. We might be, uh, maybe we drive driving church. How's that sound? We'll drive-in church. We'll do some drive-in church, and we'll hang out and you, so you can get out of the house a little bit, but you can't get out of your car. So we're working on some stuff, so stay connected. It'll be kind of cool. But you know, if we have drive-in church, I'm not going to sit still. I'll be running all over the parking lot, probably jumping on the hood of your car. I might just actually stand on some of your cars. So if you don't want me standing on your car, park in the back. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, this week, I walked in the church, and I'm going to tell you something. that really blessed me. It started getting me going today. I walked in. It was kind of funny. I went in here the other day early. And one of the computers in here said this anti-virus protection software is needing updating. And man, it hit me like like just really hit me. And I'm not just preaching up. We're in righteousness, but I started asking myself this question. Antivirus software needs updating. I want the question, I got a question for you. Is your antivirus, is your anti-virus update ready for what we're facing in the earth. Amen? What are you doing to keep your immunity system boosted in the spirit realm? And it was funny, some of you guys were in staff, and I was laughing, I said, how many of you are taking more vitamin C? You know what I mean? Like, everybody's like, oh, praise be to God, I'm drinking emergencies, you know, or whatever this thing is. Don't laugh, because some of you are drinking more than one. Amen, why? Because some of you are like, on the emergency, and moms are out there like, take your vitamins! Everybody's like, taking their vitamins, and you know, don't touch my God in heaven. I watched the guy today, literally, we had to go to Publix, right? So we go to Publix, and PL's in the thing, and I told you, the guys got the gloves on, he's got the gloves on, which you gotta do, he's got the gloves on, and he's pushing the car, and swear to you, he takes his keys and puts them in his mouth. And he's got these dirty, filthy keys. I I almost videoed it. It was hilarious. He's got these keys in his mouth, and he's got gloves on his hand while he's moving the bags. And I'm going, dude, that just defeated the whole purpose of having the gloves. What are you doing? And he's walking back and forth to the car with the keys dangling in his mouth. I'm going, that is disgusting whether we got a virus going on or not. Let's hope you've took your immunity booster, eh, amen, because you're going to need it, bro. Listen, we do all this natural stuff, right? You know what I mean? Today I was telling him, have you taken your prescription? You know what I mean? Like a doctor prescribes you, oh, I got to take my medicine. You know if the doctor prescribes it. Some of you are a bunch of big babies. Like you'll take it at 9, 12, 3. You do it right on time. Or you're doing your stuff Listen, I know we got to take the vitamins. I know we got to do our stuff. We're going to wash our hands. We're all sanitized. You're all drying out. Praise be to God. I know your hands are like chap because some of you wash your hands eight times a day. It's going to be okay. I promise. But listen, we got to do that. But what does your antivirus system look like in the spirit? And that's what I want to talk to you today about. Okay? Because just because your antivirus... uh, Now listen this, we think of this, why do you have an antivirus, why do you have antivirus software? Because there's viruses trying to get into your computer to infect it. I got news for you, there is in the earth, not just a coronavirus, and not just viruses, there's ideas trying to get in your head, there's ideas trying to get in your eyes. Fear is trying to get in from every single direction it could possibly come in. And I want to get you prepared to stand against what you're facing in the earth. And it's not just a virus. I got to know this is going on all the time. Is your antivirus software updated? Amen. Well, I got a question for you. Is your spiritual antivirus updated system ready to go? And what does that mean? Where's your word intake? You know, we got a lot of people, I was kidding, you know, we're binge binge watching, or whatever that is, Netflix, and everybody's shot out on Netflix, but here's the thing, where's your word life at? Come on, somebody, I'm telling you, you gotta think about this, ask yourself, these are some serious questions. Where's, I, I was Today, I was telling them, I was like, where's your word life at? We're going to talk about it. Where's your Holy Spirit life at? We're going to talk about it. Where's your confession of the word at? We're going to talk about it. And come on, guys, think about this stuff. Where's your praise life at? These are the elements we go to. When's the last time, you know, sometimes when you're in pressure like this, sometimes you can't, you don't take the time to double up the word. You don't double up the tongues. Come on, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You ain't doubling up the confession. You're not doubling up the praise. It's time to get in there. So here's the key. I want you to kind of just take some of this stuff, which I got a lot of stuff for you tonight. Um, Righteousness is going to make you a master over evil. That is what you have to understand. Your position of righteousness. So before I get into all this, get in the word, get in the spirit, you know this stuff. I got to explain to you this righteous position and what is given birth. okay. This has given me a new righteousness. Here's the key. Righteousness is only limited by your understanding of it. What is it that limits our acting upon the word or taking our place in Christ? Now, I, want, I really got to teach this, so I want you to get this. So think about this. What is limiting our acting upon the word? It says not to be hearers only, but doers. And this is the doing side. And guys, listen. It's the hardest thing time in life to be a doer when the pressure is on. It's easy to be a praiser when you got no pressure. It's easy to be a doer of the word when there's no pressure. It's easy to believe God for money when you got money. And now the pressure is, where's my next book going to come from? Now I got to figure it out. So here's the key. This stuff works really good in pressure More so than any other thing in life. So here's the important. What is it that is limiting our acting upon the word of God or taking our place? What is it that's holding us back or keeping us from taking advantage of our righteousness in Christ? We know that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We know that God's strengthened our lives. We know we have his ability. We know he's got us. We know we're not weak because we know we're strong. We know his word is going to produce healing. We know he's going to strengthen our weakness. We know he's going to awaken a champion within. We know he's going to do this. So what's it? Is it maybe an unrenewed mind to who we are? Okay? Now this is the big thing, Okay? So we got to start getting this thing moving in action. What is holding us back and what is limiting us? Is it an unrenewed mind? After we become born again, we've inherited this grace, okay? We, it, maybe our mind is not in harmony with the recreated spirit. I'm, just, I'm asking the questions because until the, now write this down, until the lordship of the word of God has been established in your life, you're going to have this yo-yo Christianity rocking and rolling. You have to create the lordship of the word. And what I mean by that is this. It's either the word is it or it ain't. Sooner or later, the kind of like rubber meets the road, like all I've got is the word and all the words God is me. There's no more vacillating from, oh, maybe this or maybe that. It's time to allow the word of God to take precedent in your life where the word of God is the only and the final authority in your life. You gotta get there. And I'm gonna tell you what, it's easier to get there in quiet seasons than it is to do it in pressure seasons. So you guys are doing really, really good. I wanna encourage you. I'm gonna say something here and you should be proud of this moment. The early church has maybe never seen what you're walking through right now. I don't know. But I'm gonna be, I'll be straight with you. I didn't see this in the first 20-something years of walking with God. I've never had to navigate a season like this. So here's my question, guys. If we're in the middle of it, we're ready to handle it. I've been really pushing that. You know, I was saying to somebody the other day, I said, you know, um, I was talking to um, somebody, and there, uh, there was a time, you know, Brother Norville said something to me. He had to go somewhere one time to get somebody free. And I said, man, I said, man, Brother Norville, why God send you? He goes, you know, that's a great question. And he said, "Um," he said, because, and he said, you know, he was talking about it. He said, because God knew I could handle it. I said, why wouldn't God send preachers from, you know, town to town? Why didn't God send you from 40 minutes away? And he said, because God knew I could handle it. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, if I ever put anything in front of you, you're able to handle it. You just got to figure out how to navigate in me to pull it off. You know what I'm saying? That? So if we're sitting in this day and time, guys, you're able to handle it. So the church, get excited because God's trusting you. Man, you better think of this. God is trusting you with his church in this dispensation of time. Do you get what I just said? God is trusting you with his church. I don't know what the church is doing. They want to go hide. I don't want to hide. I want to go stand up on the roof with a bullhorn. No, I'm being serious. If God is trusting us, you know, I, I wrote some stuff in this righteous thing. Sunday, man, I'll tell you what. What an injustice to not take your position after Jesus did everything he did for you. This is a real wild angle to come at it. How dare I not take my place if he died to give it for me? You know what I'm saying? He died to give me this place in the earth. How dare me not take it? How dare me not step in the position that he, Jesus gave me? But his death. That'd be like somebody dies for you and says, go live. And you'd like oh, no, I don't really. W-. No, you need to take your place. So it's important. So I know it takes a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I understand it's not as easy to navigate right now, but I'm teaching you how. How do I do this? Look, you'd be lying if you said fear didn't try to get in your head. You almost feel, you know what's funny? You ever think of this? I, told, I was telling the team. I said, faith is crazy and God is wildly weird. He don't make no sense. God don't make no sense. You think God makes sense? If you guys look me straight in the face and say, God makes sense, you're nuts too. I'm being serious. God, what do I do? Go to the edge of the battle. I'm fighting an army. Yes, go down there and shout. Go down there and shout. Are you crazy? Go down there and shout. These people got guns and weapons. No, just go down there and shout. He tells Gideon, go down there with a trumpet and a lamp. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> you gonna go fight an army. Go down with a trumpet and a lamp and blow the trumpet. <laughs> Come on, are you kidding me? He said, no, he said, "He said, go Moses, go down there. And there's a Red Sea. He said, yeah, I'll part the water. What do you mean part the water? We're going to part the water. Jesus is walking on water. This stuff don't make no sense. Faith don't make no sense. You know, I said, everybody, everybody says this, well, you better use wisdom. There ain't no wisdom in walking in a leper colony. There ain't no wisdom in that. Listen to me, guys. Sooner or later, faith's got to kick in. There ain't no wisdom in this. Well, you better use wisdom. You know, the church, the church sometimes uses wisdom as a cop-out not to step in the place of faith. I ain't being mean, but you better, you got to use wisdom. It's just fear and the phobia connected to lack of faith. Now, I'm not being weird. I'm not telling you to go get crazy. But what kind of sense does it make hanging out with a leper colony preaching the gospel? That's faith. That ain't wisdom. So what I'm saying is, church, we might be in precarious positions, But faith will give you the victory in the precarious position. There ain't no way you're going to walk free from pressure in the earth. But faith will give you the victory. I'm not telling you to go do something wild. You understand what I'm saying. But here's the thing. You can't walk around with fear and phobia just because there's some kind of stuff going on in the earth. You guess what? You're going to walk right through it. I'm telling you now. So listen, does my mind need to be renewed? Yes, it does. Okay, so what's it got to be renewed to? It's got to be renewed to the position of their mind may be renewed. and Your mind needs to be renewed to acting on the word of God. That is so true. Okay, and basically we have to become acquainted with Jesus' mastery through the word. What does that mean? That means this. You need to renew your mind to the lordship of the word of God in your life. And it's so good. Lordship of the word of its authority on your life, in your life, in your, on your lips, speaking the word of God. If you lack the sense of lordship of the word, you will never be able to use it at the level that God wants you to. Amen? It's the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus has its full effect. And, you know, I, we always see this. I could take you there. It's Mark chapter 4. 424. You've heard me say this a thousand times. Take heed what you hear, because the value in the measure you put on the word is the key to the determining factor of how good the word's going to work for you. It's not the validity of the word of God. The word of God is so true. And he said in them, take heed. You see that? Take heed what you hear. With measure you meet it, it shall be measured to you, and unto you more shall be given. The honor. That's a word. You know, the Lord said something to me. He said, Honoring my word, amen, is key. Now, we, don't, we, don't, we say we honor something. Well, if you really honor God and you honor his word, then it has a lordship over your life. Does that make sense? We say honor. You know, we have honor. You know, it's a word we throw around a little bit. Like you say honoring someone. Well, if you honor God and his word, then guess what? His word is the final authority in your life. That means you do not choose to push against that. That's important, amen? So righteousness makes us masters of evil. If we can enter in the throne room of God without fear, if we can stand in his presence without fear, then we know we are the righteous in Christ Jesus and we are masters of all evil. Listen to me, Satan in demons, demonic stuff, all that stuff, you are the master of all that stuff. You have the power, okay? You came from God, you have the power. Have you realized what it means to come boldly to the throne of grace? Have you ever realized what it means to be able to stand in the Father's presence today as Jesus did in his earthwork? Do you know that we have as much right to be free from sin consciousness as Jesus was in his earthly ministry? Jesus didn't have inferiority. When I told you about that offering, right, in John chapter 6, Jesus didn't have no inferiority like, is he going to break the bread and produce a miracle? He knew he was going to break the bread, and he knew he was going to produce a miracle. Jesus didn't have no problem standing before the tomb of Lazarus saying, come forth. He knew he was going to raise him from that. When you lose sin consciousness, when you tell the devil, be it. You don't have no backup plan that he's not going to beat it. When you say something out of your mouth, you know that power is being released to produce what it is you said out of your mouth because I don't have any sin consciousness. I've got righteous consciousness. And that means me and God are one no matter what. And that perpetual forgiveness because of his intercession for me never breaks my fellowship with God. That is the key. Sin consciousness comes because you look at humanity and your human side of life and tell you, well, because of my human frailty, I have damaged my spiritual position. Nothing changes your spiritual position because your condition of spirituality is based in the blood and based in Jesus' intercession for you. So you never leave the place of righteousness. But I'm gonna tell you now, if you think your lifestyle can mess up your consciousness. You better believe it because lifestyle makes you. Think, that's why I said in First John 1 and 9, that's why when I was telling you last week, you have an advocate with God, meaning what? Somebody standing on your behalf, making sure he is making intercession for you. Amen. That is so good. Did you pull that in? You got to pull that in. Making intercession for me and you. So you never leave that place of true righteousness. Remember, how do we get? Ma- substitution produced righteous position, right? That is so good. I'll talk more about that someday. Substitution, righteous position. You got it? New creation, constant fellowship. See that? Can't miss that. Gave you the name, Jesus, dominion reestablished. Now you want to see something? So you, you want to keep building? We can build all day. We'll sit here all month. we are today here for the next two months. Ready? Substitution on the cross, righteousness me. Got it? New creature in Christ Jesus, constant fellowship. Even when you don't remain faithful, he remains faithful to his covenant to keep you where he needs to be. Beautiful. Dominion back in the earth through the name. Restored to dominion. Watch this. Constant place of continual perpetual motion in this thing? Intercession. At the present day ministry of Jesus is seated at the right hand of Christ making intercession for me and you we're going to have good friday service good friday what did he do from the cross to the throne what took place now you got to get this what took place See, you got to understand something where you and me have missed it in our action Jesus made up with his position of intercession does that make sense Constantly interceding that blood never leaves that mercy seat to nothing changes in our so this will say why does Jesus not have an inferiority complex because he doesn't have a sin consciousness Now wait a minute though, but he's Jesus. yeah, but I got news for you you ain't you no more you're him and I 'm going to tell you right here now this will change your life if you have a problem with sin consciousness, say you do, then you have a problem. With Jesus, your intercessor and advocate, standing in the gap, all I got to do is rewire your head. If I could rewire your head, you're going to get something out of this. That where you don't make the mark and maybe your human flaws, he makes up the difference in his prayer life of intercession. So how much do you count on Jesus' prayer life on your behalf, making up the difference for what you don't think you produce in your Christian character and walk? That's a lot, but think about what I just said. So basically what I'm saying is this, where you miss it, he's interceding to make up the difference. What can you undo that he can't fix? And not only what he did with a substitution, what he did through new creature, what he did through dominion, what he did through constant fellowship, and what he's doing for you right now in present day ministry of intercession. I'm gonna tell you right now, I wa- I've been saved, I don't know, 94, figure it out, do the math, right? 20 something years, nobody told me that. Did you ever hear that? See, sometimes like, we get apostolic in here. Did you ever know how this happened? Well, how come I'm always saying, remember I kept telling you, he's washing, he's washing. That's why I need to have more time with you guys. How his present-day ministry is intercess, intercessor. What does that mean? When you look like a ding-dong, he goes, when the adversary rises up, so who, who is keeping my relate? Man, this is so good. Who gave me the initial position of relationship? Jesus. Who gave me substitution so I could take his place? Jesus. Who gave me his place? Jesus. Who's making up the difference in my prayers? Jesus. He He does what? Let me tell you right now. Okay, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, who's doing the praying? The Holy Spirit. That ain't even you. You're getting the utterance from the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's going, look, you don't know what you should pray, so just Get ready to pray. He giving me the intercession to pray the prayers I need to pray. Where would that come from? That's the same thing Jesus is doing in intercession at the cross. You don't know what you're doing and where you're missing it. He's standing on your behalf going, no, man, he's forgiven. No, she's righteous. No, you're redeemed. No, you got to say How do he do that? He did it with what? His substitution, but he did it with his present-day ministry. That's important. So now when you come in here and go, where's my righteous position? It's in Christ Jesus. So this why? so why doesn't Jesus have in, Jesus doesn't have an inferiority complex because he's Jesus. No, Jesus doesn't have an inferiority complex because he lost sin consciousness when he knew he was getting man righteous. Got news for you, he gave you the same righteousness. You ain't no different, man. You gotta learn how to reprogram your head to who you've been made in Christ. It takes time. I've been working on it all my life. You're gonna work on it forever. Guy's been doing this 60 years. You, you think you're gonna arrive? You're gonna arrive in one thing. You're gonna arrive when you know you're righteous. You know what I'm saying? So this will say, are you getting, did you pull that in? You see what I'm saying? So when you, did Jesus walk before life? Oh, man, I hope this is going to work. Nice to come up out of the tomb, kid. How? He has no disconnect or inferiority with God, not because he was God, but because he was man in a righteous position. Same kind of juice you should have. Ain't no different. But you, you know what that takes? Reprogramming of the fall. Because your middle man needs help, man. Your soul needs help. That's why I'm telling you, you have to take your mouth and teach your mind what to think. You have to take your mouth and tell your emotions what to feel. And you need to take your mouth and tell your will where it can go. Otherwise, you'll be all over the place. It'll bridle your body, okay? So here's the thing, right? We understand it. So let me give you some of these keys because my time will get away. um, um, And then we we won't be able to do it. I want you to understand something. You're going to have, this is what I really want to tell you. Go to Proverbs Eighteen fourteen in the Amplified Bible, um, Proverbs eighteen fourteen in the Amplified Bible, you're going to have to build a strong spirit in this season. This is where the virus, you know, I would say, I said that antivirus software kicks in and this is how you get ready to, to build a strong spirit because it's going to take a strong spirit in the days that we're living in. This is the truth. You know what I'm saying? I'm really trying to help you get this. So in the next 15 minutes or so, I want to share this with you. Proverbs eighteen fourteen: The strong spirit of a man sustains him in sickness, or in the amplified plus that I use, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or bear. You cannot bear it. Why? This was a, tells us. Proverbs 18, 14 tells us this, that a strong spirit is what sustains us in any kind of trouble. You need to stay here and meditate for a minute. So right now, we got pressure. Your spirit, weak, is going to be trouble, man. This is the key to all of it, okay? The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. We got some trouble in the earth right now, don't we? This is how you overcome. But a weak and broken spirit, who at Proverbs 18:14 tells us a strong spirit is what will sustain you in any kind of trouble. A strong spirit is confident, established, unmovable, and ready for anything. It is steady under pressure, full of joy and peace, and it never quits. A strong spirit will get you through anything: physical attack, financial problems, relationship difficulties, career setbacks, and whatever else the devil throws at you. Strong spirit. The strong spirit of a man could sustain him. So here's my question. What does your spirit man look like right now? This is what I'm saying. Look, if that, that was what happened. That little thing came out. Antivirus protection software is basically needing to be restored. Why? Because if your spirit man starts getting weak, viruses could come in and attack it. This is what I'm trying to tell you. You got to be strong in spirit. So how do I build a strong spirit? Glad you asked. I got to do the things. Now let me explain this to you. When you got pressure, all you want to do is eat Doritos, ding-dongs, and watch TV. You understand me? I'll tell you what happened, right? Years ago, I was telling Lauren this, years ago, Man, I went through four days, and I'm pretty up. I'm the same guy every day. But, man, I went through some stuff, you know. And I was like, man, it was, like, heavy. It felt like I had a boulder on my head, you know. I was, like, push in, And I I just vegged out. I was like, man, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to, whatever. I just chilled, you know. And about four days through, I was like, praise God. I got the breakthrough now. I felt like clarity, you know. And the Lord got on me. He said, no, you didn't break through. You graced through. I said, "Well, whoa, 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 what do you mean? Bro? What do you mean, grace through?" He said, "No, you didn't get the breakthrough." He said, "In those times of pressure, if you would push, you would get the greatest. You would get the greatest growth. It's like working out, man. If you, oh, look, I'm working out. You ain't got no weight. This is easy. Woo! Look at me. You know, you ever see those people? Don't laugh at those people in the gym, but you know what I mean. You ever see some of you do this at home? I, I, I can't pick on you. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I mean to be mean." But man, bro, if you're doing this at home, you know, like this ain't doing nothing for you, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Some of you be doing this at the house. I don't know, yeah, it does your circulation, whatever, whatever. Whatever you want to believe, all right? But until you put pressure or resistance, you don't grow. But the more resistance, you get what? You get stronger. Okay? So here's what I'm saying. Now I want to I want you to pull this in. So now you go, well, when do I grow the greatest? When I got the most pressure. But what happens when pressure shows up? I want to eat Twinkies and watch reruns. And I said, God, what do you mean? He said, oh, no, you graced your way out. He said, I got you out, but now you're going to have to go through that season again. I was like, oh, great. And you're going to have to learn how to be strong in seasons when the pressure is on. Don't think this fiery trial is some strange thing. It's coming to try your faith. Don't think this is some strange thing. It's trying, this thing in the earth is trying to get your faith. That's all it's about. It's trying to get your faith. It's trying to get your faith through fear. It's trying to get your faith through worry. It's trying to get your faith through through the fret. It's trying to get you. Don't let it get you. So you know, stay strong in faith. Now here's the key. Now let me tell you something about confessing the word of God. It's easy to confess the word of God when you ain't got no problems. It's easy to confess the word of God when you ain't got nothing going on. But when you got to confess the word of God and it feels like all hell's breaking loose in your life, guess what? Now you're confessing the word of God. It's easy to pray in tongues when you just ooh, tiptoe through the tulips. Now nah, I'm talking about pushing in the spirit realm and pushing against the heaviness that you're facing. This is what thing. When you think of a strong spirit, you know, you think of David. David said this. He said, for by thee I have run through a troop, but my God, by my God I have leaped over a wall. He's talking about being strong, right? Now, this is the thing I got. I want to show you this, right? This is so good. In fact, you can build, you can build a spiritual immune system to such a degree that sickness cannot penetrate it. You can build a spiritual immune system so strong that discouragement cannot sway it. You could build a spiritual immune system so strong that fear cannot stop it. You could build a spiritual immune system so strong, bad news can't move it. You could build a spiritual immune system so good, adversity cannot affect it. You could build a spiritual immune system so strong that hell can't make you shake it. You understand me? You can look in the middle of the day and ain't nothing gonna move. I don't move. I ain't moving. Now you might be. Now let me tell you something about this. You you can learn from this. You could be inside going, I don't know what in the world is going to happen. I ain't going to show it on the outside. Man, i show that on the outside. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? is there, Well, what am I going to do? God knows what he's going to do. You'll get so good at training yourself in these pressure moments that you'll grow to a place where nothing will affect you. You'll be perfect, established, and settled and everything. But it takes a little bit of spiritual work. That's why you're doubling up your word intake. Come on, man. Remember? So how do you strengthen your spirit? Okay, man, look at something here. I want to show you something. Go to Numbers 14, 24. We can read it in the Amplified if you want, or you can put it in King James, whatever you got. Man, I want to show you something. Caleb and Joshua were in a different spot, but I'm going to tell you right here now, Caleb was really in a different spot. Joshua just kind of rolled in there too. He was in a different spot too, but Caleb is really being spoken to here. This is the way the Bible goes, you know what I mean? Sometimes we add stuff in there. And Caleb and Joshua were together, but God was talking to Caleb right here. He said this. And he said, but my servant Caleb, because he has had another spirit with him and hath followed me, him will I bring into the land wherewith he went, and his seed shall possess it. And we understand that Caleb Joshua went with him. But I want you to see this, right? He said he had a different kind of spirit, amen? He had the spirit of faith, let's say. Or he had the strong. But here's what I like to say. You want to know what I think his spirit was? His spirit was strong. You understand what I'm saying? Because when God gave him a promise in the middle of a problem, he could see what other people couldn't see. You know what I'm saying? He's like, no, I don't see that. They're like, oh, we see giants and we see walled cities. He's like, I don't see that. I see victory. How in the world could the same people be looking at the same picture, but one guy see victory and other people see a bunch of defeat? Different kind of spirit. If your spirit's weak, you'll look in that thing and go, I'm not able. We're not able. We're not able. But if you got the spiritual strength, and I'm going to prove it to you. you. ready for this? Now watch this, because I thought this was what it was, and I, and I got it. Go with me to Joshua 14.10, Amplified Bible. I want you to see this now. Okay? 45 years had passed. Okay? And I want you, I'm going to read it. Fort Joshua 14.10, Amplified Bible. We're going to read 10, 11, and 12. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And he said, these 45 years, you see that? Since the Lord spoke his word, now he's getting ready to get his land. Okay? He's getting ready to get his land here. You see this? The Lord spoke while the Israelites wandered in the world, Now, behold, I am this day 85 years old. You see that? He said, 45 years. Man, you know what I put? Write this down. You're going to love this. Okay, man, this is so good. You ready for this? Caleb and Joshua had continued faith for 45 years. You don't think worry tried to slip in there? Are we really gonna get this land? They stood strong. You don't think doubt tried to enter their head? We've been waiting for this thing for 45 stinking years. They continued in strong faith for 45 years until they got. You don't think day one, continual continued faith. Everybody say continued faith. Not faith for a minute. See, that's the problem with the church. I want to have faith for a minute and then I want to get it and I want all my problems to go away. Nah, bro. You might have to stay in continued faith until you see your promise come to pass. You cannot get off your faith. They continued in faith for 45 years. Pray to God we don't have to wait that long. We can believe it. Continued faith. Look at this. I am eighty-five years old. Look at verse fourteen, from fourteen eleven. I'm sorry, and I'm still as strong today as I was. Woo! He said, "I'm listen to me. What he say? I'm strong, and because I'm strong, look, read it. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me." He said, well, I got spiritual strength, and what?" As my strength was then, so my strength is now for war and for going out and coming. The guy's 85 years old. He said, I'm still as strong today. I'll jack everybody up, man. I ain't going nowhere. What's that mean? He had a strong spirit. This was not just strong in the promise. My spirit is strong. A strong spirit can sustain you. And he said, so now give me this hill country for what the Lord spoke of this day. For you have heard me now and I want what's mine. He started to go, man. Now, check this out. So, here's my question for you some stuff, right? Just write these down. Evaluate your spiritual condition. That's what I want you to do. we have got like five minutes. Come on. Evaluate your spiritual condition. Where are you really at, man? Really, where are you? Come on. You know, you've got to have a self inventory sometimes. I'm not saying judge yourself, but ask yourself. You know, you, know, you, you ever go to a doctor? You know, you go to the doctor for the yearly, you know, and he comes back with all this stuff. You should go to the doctor. You know, you you go to the doctor, and he's like, oh, you know, they look at all your stuff. Triglycerides. They look at this. Hey, what have you been eating? They check your body out, right? They do an evaluation. They tell you, hey, you know, maybe your blood pressure's this or that. And I'm not saying you're freaking out, but what do you? You evaluate your, your immune system. You evaluate where you're at. How about you evaluate your spirit? Come on, where's your word life at? You know what I'm saying? Where's your word intake What's your word intake look like? This is not condemnation nor judgment, nor is this goody two shoe Christianity. This is have you been taking the gospel? Come on, right? Y'all popping vitamin C and eating this and eating that and y'all taking this stuff. You know, oh I gotta get my immune system. You over there eating all these gummy, gummy vitamins and all this junk. They taste good though. I ate the kids the other day. <laughs> They taste better than the adult ones. I was like, I didn't feel like eating candies. They got sugar on them, too. I was like, I don't know how a vitamin could be good if you got sugar on it. It's probably not. Probably just for your head, you know what I mean? I thought the kids were eating gummy worms and just lied and said it's what do you call it, but I ate them. Praise be to God, tastes good, right? Look, look, I'm asking you evaluate your spiritual condition. What does that mean? How's my, I'm gonna give you four key elements I talked about today. How's your word intake look? Ask yourself, do I need to up my dose of the word? I'm being serious. The word of God. Jesus said in John. I will give you some scriptures if you want. John six. Remember John six sixty three. You can pop it up there. I won't put it in the amplified. That's fine. It is the spirit that quickens. John six sixty three. Look at this. He said, "It is the spirit that quickeneth." The flesh don't have no profit. See that? There's no benefit. Look at this. It is what? It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit it is one of no account the words i have spoken to you they are spirit and their life providing eternal life these words got life in them you know what the life is in them words zoe you know what zoe is the god nature this book's alive you know why? this is the only book that's living this word is alive, man. He said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are alive. In John 648 you don't have to go there. He said, I am the bread of life. Look what it says in John six sixty-four. But there are some of you that believe not. Come on, man, what do you mean believe not? You gotta believe the word of God. He knew from the beginning, man. You got to believe it. What do you mean, Zoe? He said, John 6, 48, he says, I am the bread of life. This is the bread which came never. He said, eat my body, drink my blood. They flipped out. How are you going to eat his body and drink his blood? This don't make no sense. He's saying, no, man, when you eat of this word, you partake of my food. And when you get in this word, you get washed in my blood. Amen. Come on, man. The word of God washes your mind. You know, I told you that. He said, be washed with the water of the word. Remember that? If you don't wash your mind, you're going to get potty mouth. Your words are going to get goofy. You've got to wash your mind. You've got to wash your mind with the word. you got to wash yourself. Words I speak, They are spirit and life. Ezekiel ate, it, ate the scroll. He ate the word. He said, you eat the word. He said, it'll sustain you. The world don't talk like this. They don't understand this kind of talk. We talk like this. We sound like we're crazy. How much word intake you got? How much praying in the Holy Ghost you've been doing? Come on. I'm giving you four. Uh, come on. I got like two minutes. Uh, come on. Come on. Get this in you. Where's your Holy Ghost? Say, well, I don't, I don't pray. I ain't praying in the Holy Ghost as much as I should. I told them, read the book. That's why I wrote the book. Read the book. You don't know what you're doing. And I'm gonna tell you right now, most of you don't even need to read the book. You can read the book and you need to get a discipline. Go get a prayer team. Join one of these prayer teams. Get your church to start a prayer team. Clink in. Don't be fading out. I know some of you, you go to prayer, you ain't even paying attention. You let know Miss Kathy do all the work and you over there riding on her coattails. You ain't, even, you ain't even in the room. You little liar, you you better get in the room and pray in the Holy Ghost. You're up in there, blah, 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 blah. I used to get up 6 o'clock in the morning, man. Sean will tell you, we used to go down to Miracle Center, and we went down to Miracle Center. Oh, my God, we used to open that building every morning. Every morning I went down there at 6 o'clock and prayed in the Holy Ghost. Man, I, first week, man, I had 20-something people. By the time we were done, it was four of us. You know, but, man, you got to pray in the Holy Now, listen, I'm not trying to be religious in this thing or get you some kind of real, like some religiosity. I'm talking about building your spirit, man. What happens when you pray in the Holy Ghost? It's like a charger. So the Bible says, how do I get the zoe? What's the zoe? God kind of life. When you get this word and you read it, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. You feed yourself. When You feed yourself on this word. You ever, you ever do this? You ever not read the word for a little bit? Y'all did it. You know what I mean? I'm not picking on you. Leave, hear me. And then you read it. It's so good. It's so rich. And you're like, man, why? why have I? And then three weeks later, you forget to go back discipline yourself to stay in the word man and especially now double up everybody say double up look at your neighbor say double up don't touch them look at your neighbor say double up double up double up look, yell across the kitchen double up you at your house so you got to yell across the thing double up double up your word intake come on i'm writing prescriptions today that's what i told him i said, i'm a doctor i got a doctorate you know that i really do legit i got from new life the Norville signed it and everything. Praise God. I got a doctorate, and he says I'm a doctor. So I'm going to sign it. I tell Pastor Liz, you better pay attention to me. I'm your psychologist. She don't listen. Praise be to God. I'm trying to fix her. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's funny, right? She'll watch the video, maybe, and then she will say, but hey, I'm writing prescriptions out. Some of you need a therapist. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? You know, listen. We're wrapping it up. Four things, right? Word. You got your word? Holy Spirit. Now, you guys got to do, don't just write notes down and then you don't do it. Holy Spirit, who are you partnering with? If you do not have accountability and praying in the Spirit, you're not going to do it. You know what happens with these prayer groups? Wonder to know why I gave all you leaders a hard time about going. Because if you don't go, you won't go. Now you know, oh, man, they're going to be waiting for me. I did it to myself. I was like, oh, they're going to be waiting at 6 o'clock in the morning. If I don't get up and go, sometimes I go home 1 o'clock in the morning and take a trip. I knew I had to get up. You know what I'm saying? It's a disciplined season. Do it. Three, what's your confession looking like? What you been saying, man? You know, Brother Hagan, <laughs> they said Brother, the brother Hagan, said, We Christian. He said, Yeah. He said, I'll put a tape recorder on you and we'll follow you all day long. We'll see how much Christian you are. Are you a Christian, really? Are you a closet Christian? Quiet in this church. And that ain't because there ain't no people in here. Some of them slip to quarantine. You know, they say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We I, right, We obey the law. We got eight. And they six feet apart. Some of them, right? <laughs> For guy, hey, Otherwise, you're in the same house as I, bro. You're ready you, know, you ready. you know, you're together. But you know what I'm saying? Are you a closet Christian? You know what I mean? Well, I'm home talking like the world. You ain't allowed to talk like the world. You ain't wanted of the world. What's your mouth look like outside of here? What do you sound like? What's your confession look like? Is your confession speaking to stuff or is stuff speaking to you? And last one, man, what's your praise life look like? Man, I've been, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm the worst at it because I can't sing. You know? So sometimes I think like I got to have it. Now nah, man, get, in, get your hands in the air and just worship the Lord at the house. You just got to have music on. Pray, to eat, pray and worship God to you get some goosebumps. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about, you know, when it gets on you, like, whoo, I got it. I felt it there. That was the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? Stay there till you get it. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit, you understand that stuff? You can play. Word of God, Holy Spirit. What are you saying, man? I'm telling you right now, when pressure shows up, you will say anything. I went, I'm going to tell you what. It's funny. It's not funny. It's cute. I went to the hospital, you know. And I go, I used to do hospital visitations, thank God. I go see some of you, hopefully none of you go there. But I went one time, man, this joke, like, praise God, Pastor, you know, he's talking big. And the doctor came in, I didn't know who the dude was in the bed. This guy's tune changed so quick. And I was like, two minutes ago, you were talking all this, and now this guy's here, you talking all this crazy doubt and unbelief, he was scared. And I understand being scared, but I got news for you. You can't allow scared to come out your mouth with your confession. You can't sound like the word, but I'm going to tell you right here now, you keep putting constant negative news in your head, it's going to come out your mouth sooner or later. If you reprogram your spirit like this, doubt, unbelief, sick, broke, tired, disgusted, it's going to come out of your mouth. You're better off saying nothing than saying some stuff. Praise life is key too, guys. Put an element of praise in your life. Does that make sense? Worship God. And now listen, I'm the doctor. I'm writing your prescription. Guess what? We have some unsettled times in the earth right now. It's not as easy to navigate as it was. So guess what we gotta do? Double up a little bit. Come on, right? How many honest? you're taking a couple of little extra vitamins, you're getting a little bit more rest, you're doing the natural stuff. I understand that. I'm doing it too. You're smart to do it because you have a natural body. Come on, we're in the earth. Come on, right? But I got news for you, guess what? What are you doing with your spirit? Are you building a strong spirit or are you allowing your spirit to get weak because we've got unsettled times in the earth? If you build a strong spirit in the word, in the Holy Spirit, in your prayer, in your praise, and you do that, let me tell you what, you're gonna have clear sailing even though the world, Jesus said this, in the world you'll have tribulation, but in me, you're gonna have peace. You're gonna find a way to navigate peace even in the midst of life storms, amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I know, Lord, you're making a way. Listen, I know it's not easy, but God's always going to be faithful. As you take time to build yourself up, as you take time to build yourself in the word, as you take time to build yourself in the spirit, as you take time to do what it is that God has asked you to do in his word, you're going to start fellowshipping with him. Guys, you got more time to spend with him, you might as well take this time, use it for your advantage, spend the time in his presence, spend your time in prayer, spend your time in the word, and spend your time with him. He loves you and he's reaching out to reach in your life and your situation and allow peace. You know, Jesus came to storm in life he said peace be still and I got news for you not because it was something that he they came in and out of he wanted peace be still to be a perfect way of life no matter what life throws at you he wants the peace be still to show up it's in you it's not an atmosphere around you because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world you can have peace on the inside even when it looks like the world is wild on the outside because God is faithful In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Listen, stay updated. I got a funny feeling... We're doing drive through church. I really do. I'm talking it. I'm not just prophesying it. We're working on it. We're working on it with the radio station. We're trying to get some stuff done. We're going to partner with WAPN, it looks like, and get this thing so we could be here, so we could just even just see one another. You know, Pastor Liz said something this week was so good. She said, man, I want to pray for the people as they were driving out. We, we obeyed the law of the land. We did what we were supposed to do. And we were praying for the people. And, man, so many people, and she was right, so many people were so touched, so emotionally touched. It really broke me, man. Because really, I, I told her, I said, you, What, what, what are you going to stand out? I felt like the Pope for crying out loud. You ever see the Pope? I'm not picking on the Pope, but you ever see the Pope? You, don't know, you know the Pope? Lindsay, you know the Pope? The guy with the thing? I, I kind of like the hat. The pistachio hat would be kind of cool. I like the pistachio hat. That'd be kind of cool if I could have the robe and the pistachio hat. It'd be kind of cool. I would do it, right? It was good. It was funny, right? I would do it. No, no hat. They're saying no hat. Okay, but okay, but I was like, I felt like the Pope. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Walk around with the plexiglass shield in front of me, the Pope mobile, you know how he does, and he blesses the people. And I'm like, going, really? We're gonna do this? And you know, we started looking at the people, man, and people started people started crying. A lot of people started crying. And they're just going through hard times man you know some of the congregate members they have they have older parents um one so i don't know if they're watching but i've been praying for everybody they're like they're in facilities you know and they can't even go see their mom you know what i mean and you can't like you know this is i know i'm i'm, I'm not we're not playing when we come here you know and there's people that are like really in in the health care helping people man i got people in the church there's families in here Two or three of the the kids are in the healthcare industry, nurses. You don't think mama's every day thinking, man, praying for her kids. There's a lot of pressure for a lot of people, man. People lost their jobs. Look, this ain't doom and gloom. We're helping hope. You know what I'm saying? We're helping hope. So why we want to get around, you know, somebody said something to me. He said, Pastor, just seeing you, this really breaks you, man. Just seeing you just made me feel good. You know what I mean? And I said, man, if we bring confidence to somebody just for a couple minutes just to spend time I'll lay on your car, man. I don't care what it takes. You know what I mean? Listen, just don't open the window because you're going to get me in trouble. But we're going to hang out. We're might. we going to pull it off. We're going to work it out, pray about it. I'll let you know more. So catch your email. Catch some videos. Be ready. I love you guys. I'm going to see you soon. Know we're praying for you. We're keeping you. Call the ministry if you need us. All the info's there. The team's doing a great job. Media team's crushing it. We're praying. We're believing God. And I'm telling you what, the rest of our life is gonna be the best of our life because better days are coming, guys. We're the church, stand your ground and speak the word of God. I love you and I'll see you soon. God bless you, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.